Welcome to the latest episode of the Evolution Exchange podcast. My name is Sean and I am joined by a panel of industry leaders to discuss an intriguing topic. The topic today is the evolution of communication and technology. Before we delve deeper into this, let's work our way around the room and make some general introductions. Rasmus, do you want to go first? Yeah, uh, of course. Hi, uh, hi, Sean. I'm Rasmus. Uh, I work as uh, an experience and strategy lead at Impact, uh, Impact Commerce. We do uh, commerce, uh, of, obviously, from omnichannel uh, retail to, to more complex B2B commerce, customer service and sales tools. And uh, we also do some uh, marketing automation and, and data mining and, and advanced analytics. And my role is um, primarily to uh, consult and work with customer insights and strategy, uh, strategy work. Um, I also help facilitating uh, our uh, customer experience teams and I work with product management like product visions, road mapping, um, yeah, and uh, management consulting in general. Thank you very much, Rasmus. And for Veronica? Uh, hi, I'm Veronica. I'm a product designer. I've been in the industry around 20 years. Uh, I've worked for companies like uh, Google, um, Electronic Arts, um, Lately, I'm just doing like a, a master in artificial intelligence, and I'm about to start um, a new job uh, next week, actually, uh, in Promark as a UX designer. Is the thing that I enjoy most is the the UX, and I'm from Mexico, as you can see. It's a little bit sunny here, but I will be in Denmark next week. Thank you very much, Veronica. And last but not least, Matt. Hi, Sean, and hi, guys. I'm very honored to be here. So so my name is Matt, and I'm a creative director working in something called Accenture Song, situated in Copenhagen. Um, we are a bunch, I think we're around 50 creatives, um, and I run the, you know, the creative direction, where we're going, all the clients, together with a little team across the Nordics. Um, and a song is... It's a traditional ad agency, but it's also an untraditional being that it's very broad. We have Accenture underneath with a lot of technology. So we try to only not focus on the traditional stuff, but also the new stuff and new technology. And hence also AI, of course, who's coming strong for all of us. So I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you very much, Matt. Hi, everyone. This is Chris Bennett here, the Nordic's Managing Director here at Evolution. We're committed to doing recruitment in a different way that adds value to both our clients and candidates by providing you with amazing speakers and leading edge discussions on what's going on in the tech scene at the moment. There are three reasons why you should contact me. If you would like to speak on a future podcast, if you are interested in hiring awesome tech data product or gaming freelancers for your business, or if you are looking for an exciting new organization to work with, please get in touch. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope to hear from you soon. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. Now that we've made our introductions, we can get ourselves into the discussion. So, Rasmus, do you want to start us off with your question and give us a bit of context as to where it came from? Yeah, uh, I would like to do that. Um, I have brought a perspective on something that um, I find uh, very important in my work life. Um, it's about... Uh, you know, work culture and and how you know the new demands um, on from people are are impacting uh, the way we we see office c culture. Um, so it's about 
work from anywhere, digital nomads, uh, teleworker, many names. I see post-corona has accelerated the way we work, especially, uh, I believe, in the design and software industry. Um, yesterday, I saw uh, a cool document, doc documentary, um, Last of Us, how uh, part two was made. And I saw um, they addressed how they, post-corona, also had to change a lot on how they approached crunch uh, time and and um, you know kept the culture. So um, how has this post-corona thing impacted the communication and culture in your company? And how do you work with this? Um, especially UMass, uh, you've been there in some years, I guess. Um, and how can we be better to use technology to support um, this behavior working remotely uh, in the future. Um, Veronica, maybe you can start. Um, yeah, um, I think that specifically in a, in a design and software industries is where it has kind of exploded. Uh, before coming to Denmark, that it was four years ago, I was working uh, with companies that allowed remote work. So I was working eight years remotely and I couldn't not understand why not all companies were like that because I feel like that uh, that break um, geographical barriers and you can see like so much talent outside uh, and just I think that the challenge is about communication but right now I feel like with corona as you say everything has been like accelerating so now we have like more tools to continue um, uh, to continue helping to this way of working like Zoom, Microsoft Teams, there's like tools like Asana, Confluence, Notion. So more things that we can, we can be over-communicated, I would say, because at my time, eight years ago, we just were using like Google Docs and something like that. But now I think that there's like more tools that allow us to make better our job. I've seen so far that there's like a lot of um, needs to have software developer, developers. And I see that there's so much talent around the world that they don't want to move because X, Y, uh, um, uh, things. So I think that uh, right now, for me at least, is something that I'm enjoying so much that Corona is, has been accelerated is because I can enjoy uh, the summer in the summer in, in in Mexico and not in not the winter in Denmark. So I, I really really enjoy this this new way. Uh, I just think that the challenge is in communication. Thank you for that, Veronica. And what do you think to that, Mats? Yeah, um, I think. Uh, I th I think, Veronica, you need to come to Denmark in the winter. It's actually quite beautiful. But anyway, I um, so, so I, this is actually quite interesting to me because I'm I'm pretty much twofolded on this. So I could definitely acknowledge that the talent isn't necessarily around the bigger cities. It's everywhere. And, and we need to somehow take advantage of that also going forward. So it's not only the Western countries, but talents, I mean, can emerge everywhere. Like you said, Veronica, and I definitely think that this push uh, post-corona into teams and zooms and whatever uh, kind of accelerate that which i think is is amazing for all of us uh just also to get new perspectives so you don't kind of end up in doing the same and the same but and i think some uh types of jobs organization are fitted better to this development for sure uh, because there's like this this product in the middle that all kind of contributing thing, uh, to trying to get better and better. And this is kind of the center of conversation and thinking and creativity. 
and that kind of works. I can see, I think it's also a bit of the same in design as well, even though it's a little bit more creative and I acknowledge coding is super creative. But for me, uh, coming from ad industry, living off of ideas and innovations, I just feed a lot on other people. And 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 so I and I totally I feel like a boomer, old school kind of type. But but I need people around me. Uh, so I'm actually preaching not for being 24/7 all all time. Uh, you know, Monday to Friday in, in the office, not at all. And especially the young kids growing up, coming into the industry, they they see it very different. I know. But still, we need to be together. Otherwise, I don't think creativity will work uh, the way at least I see it. It will be different. And like you said, it is hard for the communication to flow if you can't, if you, if you, if it's if it's only through a screen. You need to somehow also physically be in contact, you know, and and see each other and and also feel the nuances. There's a lot of nuances getting lost which I think is a shame. And I know we have Zuckerberg trying the metaverse and I will probably get there at some point, but for now there's stuff missing when I do it over Teams and it's hard for me to be have this creative kind of brainstorming vibe of a few hours just sitting and, and going crazy in all tons of directions. So, so I am twofold that I definitely acknowledge also for the younger generations, but for me, I, I thrive when we are together, doing the work together, at least in the beginning. I mean, it's also, you know, there's different steps in the process. So in the beginning, we're together, then people can go off in all kinds of directions, coming back. So it's, I see it more as a living organism, maybe where some of it is in teams and some of it needs to be definitely physical as well. Back to you, Rasmus, what do you think? Oh, I'm, <laughs> so many uh, topics here that, that are interesting. Um, First of all, Veronica, I, I think it would be super cool if you could also give some examples uh, on on some of the uh, of the difficult stuff uh, around communication. But but first, I'm I'm totally with uh, with you, Mass. I'm also maybe uh, a boomer in in that regard. I also uh, I also feed on people and and I'm I'm thriving and I'm a, a with with people around me. And I do acknowledge that that creating uh, freedom and space uh, also foster something new that you couldn't maybe foresee. But being around other people, I, I believe that also gives a chance of serendipity where, you know, you, the unexpected occurs. Uh, and I actually preach to many of my colleagues also to be at our client sites. Uh, because you 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 get to see uh, new perspectives on on things that you cannot really understand unless you are there. So I think it's uh, super important to to bring people together. And I see a strong growth in my younger colleagues that especially likes being uh, at home. And and I really uh, think we are. We, we lack a bit of that pre-corona uh, office culture uh, where both professionally things uh, and and ideas sparked in, a, in another way and especially around innovation and 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 uh, thinking in in new ways but also um, you know the the friendship um, we have an amazing uh, office culture uh, so it's not 
that it's not there. I just see a huge difference um, before and after Corona. So um, I'm uh, very much aware of investing in my time uh, being at, at the office. Um, so I try to use rem remote work when I have to really do some complex uh, presentation myself, you know, uh, when I know what to do, um, but then also be at the, um, be around people. So just curious, Veronica, uh, some of the, you know, uh, most difficult things around um, being a remote, you being uh, very experienced in this. What are your top three uh, uh, <laughs> things that are difficult in communication? Um, that, that actually is going to lead to my next question. I'm talking as an introvert, for example. Uh, I've been managing teams, and for me to talk with people, it's not, not that I don't like. It's that I spend so much energy by doing it. So for me, this remote job uh, allows me to be more productive and more creative. And when I'm with people, it's more for connecting and know how they are working. Uh, being remotely doesn't mean like we are never going to meet or that we are never going to hang out. That is some some, some of the things that I still um, I still want to do. Mostly now that I'm living in Denmark and like not having people around me, like in my free time, I enjoy so much to go into the office and meet more people and talk with them. Um, but from my perspective, it's in creativity and productivity, I feel like it's the same being at home that being at the office. I know that when it's, when it's about innovation and workshops, magical things happen when we are everyone in a room. But I think that that need could come like if we are well organized and organized like three to four times a year. Uh, that is why I really embraced uh, everyone in the teams to do it in, in that way, like three to four times in, in a year. Let's go. Let's get together. Let's have our different ideas, our different point of views. Let's write. Let's write. Let's draw. Like all that things that that I really like to do. Um, and this leads to my next question because I've been hearing so much about that. Um, uh, we have to be together to to do magic somehow, and we have to be together to know how to work with with each other. I haven't experienced different stuff by being more than the innovation. Um, or these workshops by being inside and being remotely. So for you, uh, how this virtual communication has impacted the productivity or the team dynamics in, in your companies or in your job? So what do you think to that, Mads? Yeah, I still think it's a complicated ask. And I just to finish on the last one, uh, Veronica, I, I, I think time is on your side. I definitely think uh, the kids growing up, coming into the industry who doesn't know the coffee machine talk, who doesn't see that as valuable, I think they won't think about it the way I do. They will just feel like remote work is is something that is normal and that's the standard and that's how we do it and it won't be a problem. They won't miss it. So I think and I, there was an article, I think, last uh, last yesterday in New York Times on 15 years from now, everything will be remote. So we will all just be in our little pot somewhere and we can go whatever. And and that might be true because people won't know what they came from, more or less. Um, so it is something that is evolving and changing. Um, and like I said, it definitely there are for me at least parts of the process process that fits better than others. Um, 
yeah so so that's how i feel but back to your question so uh which is a little bit of the same right so um yeah i, I just think it's it for me at least and what i see it's it's harder i don't i don't think the tools that we have now kind of complements where we want to be at least and i i um for us to be truly somehow free and again i'm reflecting on how I used to work uh, compared to how I might be working in five years where everything is doing it remotely. And 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 I and I also acknowledge actually under COVID, we, we got things, we got shit done. And uh, it was okay. Clients were happy. We were sitting at home for three months. And so so and I, it's funny because I can't I can't actually remember what did we do in those three months. It kind of a blur. And then we went back to the office and then we went back home. But but uh, but it worked somehow magically. So so I guess it's doable as well. I I I and I think maybe like to your question, it's a combination of if and now I forgot it. But what your question was, but it, to me the tools is a combination of a lot of things. And I would definitely like you said, there needs to be some kind of space where we work digitally. Like we use murals and those those kind of whiteboards, mood boards kind of places where you can put stuff. With, tons of stuff in and, and just move it around and then having a conversation ongoing while we do it. So there needs to be something visually and then there needs to be something here. And then maybe that would work so you forget that you're not sitting. sitting. And I actually for a long time believed in, I'm just rambling, believed in Zuckerberg's um, vision because the mind is actually quite simple. So if you, there was a lot of stuff, studies telling us that if you see an avatar, you kind of, that's enough for you to feel a presence with another human being. It doesn't have to be physical. An avatar in a, in a digital space is enough. You feel a connection. So because the brain kind of, it's chemistry, so it reacts in the same way. So I think I, I if we get to a point where we kind of are in this space together, maybe with the Apple Vision Pro, that, then uh, it becomes a, a little bit more fun, even though it's yeah, an ugly product. Sorry. Asmus, your turn. Sorry, Apple. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there are so many interesting uh, topics ar around this. Uh, first of all, you, uh, Veronica, you mentioned, uh, you know, that okay, it gives you more productivity, and and I don't know if I'm again old school or or uh, or just being, you know, uh, the the uh, the the old guy in the class or something like that. But I would actually sometimes like less productivity or you know more imperfection so i think the whole working remotely i have to you know organize my own work i have to structure it i have to put it on to-do lists in order to not feel you know i'm you know i'm not wasting other people's time by just me being here alone and so i kind of find it stressful actually to be in that that space and i i like you know a bit more okay where are we going to take this how how's the mood today how are, how are we going to to address this topic today you know that's a huge part of me facilitating people and and you know uh, finding the right balance between the ambitions in a in a product or so that's one thing where i really you know have a, a, a strong opinion and a feeling about that, this and and also i see a, a growth in tools 
and process over people. Okay, you have to do a task in this uh, in order to somebody else to understand it. It wasn't in Jira, you know, in, okay, can we please just, you know, talk together, sit together and solve the problem together because it's super complex stuff that we are working with. And so it's so easy to misunderstand and over-interpret uh, things uh, or ask uh, before thinking uh, because you you don't have this interaction uh, in real life. So that's some of the downfalls I see um, being and being uh, only remote. I also see a lot of positive stuff uh, around it. It's just staying uh, on in in the question one between question one and two before I'm I'm uh, answering the the tool. Just want to hear your perspective. I see Mass, you have raised your hand. Yeah, I just want to actually also acknowledge what you're saying, Veronica, in terms of concentration, because I definitely agree on that. That at least I, I, my, my days are filled with a lot of meetings, and I don't get anything done. And then you, you have to sit in the evenings and do what you actually were supposed to do. And and sometimes it just works going home and have this space where, you, and it's about being that flow state and just you know going writing or so specific tasks. Uh, perfect for alone time uh, when you need to stay really focused and have this flow kind of going. Also designing things, uh, drawing things, that's definitely something that I, I do on my own. So so again, it's back to, to so, so yeah, so for me, it's a mix, right? Depending on what the task at hand is, I guess. Yeah, back to you, Veronica. Yes, um, just I think that uh, Rasmus had a, a great point when he said, when I'm home, I'm organized. That that is my my my. For me, it's a positive thing, uh, because when I'm at the office, I'm answering questions, I'm going to meetings, and maybe I don't have anything done. But when I'm at home, it's like you say, I just have like uh, an agenda about what I'm going to do in the day, and I'm just going to bother that people that I really really need at that time five minutes to ask a question. The problem with that is that sometimes that five minutes is 24 hours because the person is going to reply maybe next day, maybe two days, I don't know. We have to over-communicate when that happens. So I think that that, that could be exactly what I feel like we are more productive at home, uh, that we really can concentrate, have our agenda. And then if we need to go to the office, I think that that, that it's okay. But um, I, I still am pro-remote work. <laughs> Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm also pro uh, or hybrid thing. Um, at least I'm I'm super excited that I have the freedom to to plan my work and so it's so it's not. I'm just uh, I'm just stating that there are some pitfalls as well uh, that I really don't think we should underestimate. Um, so if I should be a bit more specific on your your questions, I'm of course. Uh, on the tooling side, uh, using Miro all the time, um, being a facilitation guy. Um, and this was unthinkable to me post-corona to do uh, and host sessions, uh, big workshops. So uh, last year uh, alone, I did, you know, workshops with the North, um, North America, uh, APAC, etc. So it's another format. You need a bit more structure and you need uh, some 
some uh, more hard rules in who's saying what. Um, and I ran the same workshops in both remote and live, and it was quite fun to see how they, you know, went in completely different um, directions, but both workshops really gave some great results. So it's definitely possible. So, and you are, as you also saying, uh, work in, in the evening and so on. So I'm on the downside also, the always on part. I've, I've had, have had to set uh, up boundaries for myself, removing uh, mails from my phone and social media from my phone in order to uh, to have a work-life balance uh, or, or be better to control that uh, swap. Because when you are home, working at home, when are you then leaving from home? Um, so so that be becomes quite blurry to me at least. So, um, so I don't know if, if you have experienced the same. I mean, I'm just going to jump in and I'm listening to you guys talking. I'm just reflecting because my, my middle son went to high school during the COVID, during COVID, had to do one and a half year on Teams. And that was not a good thing at all. And and I think I'm actually a little bit more negative on this whole productivity, effectiveness, kind of we can do it. Because what you're, you're also saying now is that even though it's more structured, it also there's some efficiency that kind of creeps in. We can do more maybe by having this structured kind of uh, framework we work into. And and I, I could at least see it in my son, and I can kind of feel it in myself as well that it's it's um, there, there's definitely physical things missing that kind of in the end uh, that makes the work a little bit worse, at least in my head. But I mean, I'm not as experienced doing the remote work as you are, and I would love to hear comment on that, Verona Kepp, because I, 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 I'm scared that the missing part is gonna decrease the value of what we do. Um, that one is a difficult one, because yes, when I started working remotely, I think that the line of when I have to be online and that when I don't have to be online, it's so blurry. Um, because sometimes I didn't feel like I was being productive and I was just doing something else and I decided to do it uh, in my my free time to say it in that way. Uh, when I moved to Denmark, it was different because I knew the, the work-life balance culture. So it took me a while to change my mindset about when I have to be online and when I have to be offline. Uh, be more strict uh, with me about what I'm going to do during the day and which hours. And as, as Rasmus says, like have an agenda about what I'm going to accomplish today. Uh, I have to set expectations with people around me to know what they were expecting from me, from me uh, in order to, to achieve that and to make sure that I was doing a, a good job. Because for me, before coming to Denmark, a good job was being available all the time. So it couldn't be like that anymore. And... Um, in, in uh, the study field, right now I'm feeling it. I'm old school too, I'm in my 40s. So now that I'm studying remotely, it takes double time to to, um, to concentrate and uh, to make sure that I'm in the room, that I make sure that I'm in the environment that I have to be. So I feel like, yes, there's challenges. One of those is to have more energy to do it, uh, to know where to put your energy and to be more structured about that. As I said, I, I 
I'm not completely 100% remote because I enjoy to be around people more in Denmark. As I said, as a foreign, it's difficult to make friends there. So being at the office has allowed me to meet a lot of people. Right now, there's people from Denmark coming to my mom's place uh, to work remotely. And even that we don't work in the same company, I can feel like we are helping each other in our field. So which for me, it's amazing. It's like there's a lot of a group of remote workers that I have no idea what they are doing because they are in marketing. However, we are talking and uh, having this cross-functional uh, knowledge that I should have maybe in a company when I talk with someone over the coffee. So, um, yeah, that's that's what I think about it. Did you have something to jump in with, Erasmus? Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's also really just a reflection. So, uh, you know, I'm not pointing at anybody. Uh, so... So don't misunderstand me, but I, I, the whole remote thing and being productive, knowing what to do, to me, at least, I have experienced a significant, or not a significant, but a, a, a growth in people's expectations on what, you know, we can do for them and not the opposite way around. So it. I see it a small change in 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 people's behavior in becoming more oriented towards themselves than what we as a team or how to succeed together. Um, and I hope and I fight uh, for this not to become a, a thing. But I I do see uh, the this uh, occur. Um, so that's also um, a, a thing I I've, I find a, a a bit um, a bit hard with the with the people only working uh, remote. Um, I'm not saying it's a general thing at all. Um, I just see it uh, um, a thing in in that direction. I don't know if it makes any sense. But <laughs> did you have something to say, there, Veronica? I just wanted to say about the expectations. Uh, of course, you set up first expectations for what we are going to deliver and stuff. And then you set up expectations with, with people around you. Okay, what, what we are expecting to do for this uh, for this product. So it's more like a, a group work than, than an individual one, I think. And I actually just thought myself that I've got somewhere that I can come into this, picking up on the points that you've all mentioned. And I made a couple of notes in the background. So in terms of my perspective on remote working and relating it to your productivity point i find that when i work from home we do four days on site and one day from home on friday and i feel like i get just so much more time out of the day on friday and i feel like i am more productive as a result of that because it's about 45 minutes drive each way to and from work and it shouldn't be but it's the traffic that makes it like that and you get frustrated and you feel like you're wasting time whereas on a friday i can wake up half an hour later but still do half an hour more work so in terms of productivity, I think it is quite good. However, from my own experience, when I was at uni, I did miss the interaction side. And I found that in the year where we were completely from home because of COVID, that was when I actually got my lowest marks. So I know that's a very practical example and very like direct, but it shows the sort of the, the to and from and the fact that I don't think there is a clear answer on this. I can see a lot of, a lot of hands going up in the background. I think yours went up first, Rasmus. Have you got something to say to that? Yeah, I, you know, don't get me wrong. I I do agree that remote work is uh, is a good thing overall. I do believe that you know 
uh, global talent. Uh, it's it's needed also in the future in our industry. Uh, it's about you know testing out and finding the right blend uh, of it. Uh, and you also hear both uh, Mass and I. We are also you know taking a day uh, sometimes when we need to be really productive. Um, <laughs> today I've <laughs> uh, been home uh, working from home. Um, and you also, uh, but you also see, you know, a company like Zoom, that that have they have a product that <laughs> that uh, make remote work uh, come come through, and they demand now that people has to be uh, have to be at the the office uh, like two days a week. Uh, I read an article about that. So, so I think companies overall, we are and and the society all, we are trying to find the right balance uh, in this. To support um, both our own behavior, but also the the culture and productivity and everything, it can't be either or. I think. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think I think we've said enough, but I but I I I just to your point uh, and also what you said, Veronica. It, if if we take just a step up in the helicopter, it's also about mental health, right? And and. Uh, there's something about the generations now that are coming up with they're feeling more lonely, more insecure, more anxiety. I'm not sure only remote work is going to fix that at all. Maybe it's the opposite, like you said, Rasmus. And I, I, so I think definitely a combination where we kind of we need to somehow figure out to do this in a way. So we focus also on mental health and, and being able to kind of be inclusive. Um, into all those different feelings. So it's not just small egos sitting all over the world working together, but actually feeling quite lonely at the same time. So I think that's uh, that's also something that we need to to yes, have focus on. Veronica. My my take was exactly the same one. I think that something so important is the mental health. Um, uh, the other thing is that each company has to find their own balance because there's like different generations in each company. So um I, I remember that I used to work in a company and say, okay, every Wednesday is where we are working from from home. And Wednesday was like a free day for everyone. So it was not working in that way. As I say, I feel like it's something that is going to take time to understand all people that you are working with, how they'd like to work and how we can work together, how we can complement uh, that part. Maybe there's people that like to be at the office and make the best of that for, for that person. Maybe there's people that like to be remote. It's how we are going to bring that person to the office and and make that person feel comfortable. Um, and what is going to happen with people that is extrovert and like to be around people and like to talk with everyone? What is going to happen with that? Because uh, it's the same. It's it's about mental health and about, I think that it's so much related with imposter syndrome when you are sitting by yourself doing your work and you cannot compare and talk with someone else knowing if you are doing it good. Uh, because even if one said, it's like, I need to compare to see what other people is doing, how I can uh, continue being better in my career and what I do. So so I think that all that is it's related. So it's about companies and people. So as I say, it going, it's going to take double effort for everyone that to understand the, the teams. I think we've we've said a lot on this one at the moment. I know that you've got your question coming up, Mads. Do you want to take us into that one for now and we can revisit some of these topics again? I'm sure they're going to crop up into the next one as well anyway. Sure. Uh, Sean, I can do that. And I'm, I'm, it's a bit longer than the, the both of you guys, but 
But back to my point on Mark Zuckerberg and his uh, wet dream about the metaverse that kind of burned. But I mean, and Apple just reintroducing something that is quite similar, at least over time. Uh, there's this whole push, both in our industries, but also in the world in general, for AI to fix a lot of things. And, and, and it's definitely going to play a big part going forward, both in the way we work remotely and on site. The way we are creative, the way we design, the way we code, definitely also. And and so my question is more than how can we ensure that the technology that is going to surround us even more remains human centric, enhances our ability to connect on a human level level rather than creating barriers and, and distancing us even further from genuine uh, interaction. So I hope it's not too complex or weird, but Rasmus. You go first. <laughs> Let me hear what you think. Thank you. <laughs> I think uh, it's it's a, a difficult one actually. Um, I have uh, thought a lot about it actually, and you are mentioning uh, VR and and you know as one example. And I think uh, I I think it's funny to see how uh, this physical equipment has created a a new world and the possibility for new worlds and new opportunities but again the technology is so clumsy and and not friendly at all so uh, so uh, that hasn't really worked but now we see versions like uh, huts in cars where you can get a projection of of your lane assistant and so on and you also see the new ai pin tool that also have digital protection. So I, I think we'll, we are going to see stuff in this area that are actually going to bring us closer together. Uh, we The technology right now is not there, I think. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm struggling uh, to, to really find the, the right answer. But regarding AI, though, which is a super hot topic, but now uh, at least has has gone a little down the hype. <laughs> um, I think um, I think I'm both hope, hopeful and skeptical, super skeptical, or at least fearing uh, the evolution here. Um, I can already now see that we can have some huge business benefits in, especially in communication. For example, uh, fluid translations uh, or making writing easier. Um, I see some crazy good examples on productivity, also in uh, technology, like automatic product uh, enrichment and so on. Um, but the development is super fast and I can't uh, even follow. And I fear we don't really understand what we are setting free here in the society and um, the rules and the laws around it in are so slow in the EU and US and and you know some with bad intentions can can run really fast before we uh, we know what's hitting us. So I'm yeah I don't know that was uh, in East and West here, um, <laughs> um, but at least um, I think I think companies like uh, especially led by Apple. Um, uh, will create some super nice uh, customer-centric solutions with this new tech uh, for us. Um, and I think it's 
in a very short time. So uh, I'm uh, trying to pass the ball to Veronica um, to see what you have on on mind. Um, and that's a difficult one because uh, I see like I see two sides. The side that is using a good human-centric uh, product like Apple, as you say, and I can see the side where the companies are trying to use with a bad interface. Um, so I, I think that that is happening because we really don't understand the artificial intelligence is to reduce human error uh, instead of kind of being innovative, to say it in that way. Um, I think that we have forgot that innovation is to not like invent the wheel. Uh, innovation is more like about make things better with good examples that we have um, and uh, continue improving those really good examples that we have. If we cannot do it, we shouldn't go in that innovation field, I feel. Uh, we should continue doing what we are good at until we understand well the AI technology. Um, <clears throat> about the VR, um, I was super excited about seeing that how it works and that have that on the market. And now that it's in the market, I feel like we are not being mindful about what is happening because I can see videos about people driving and getting crazy or being at restaurants and not talking between each other. So I feel like to have this kind of devices, we have to be uh, mindful, so I say, as, as the benefit that this device is going to give us and how we are going to use it um, on a digital well-being, uh, have a balance, as we say, in the mental health and in the technology that we are using. So we cannot be all the time with, with, with that kind of device. So I think, as, as you say, AI is going faster than us, and we cannot really understand how to use it in a good way. Um, coming back to the um, uh, design experience, I think that uh, for me as a UX, uh, as a UX designers, it always has been going for the user first before the technologies, that it's difficult, at least for me, that companies understand that. It's like we are going to use this uh, new AI tool or we are going to use Google Alphabet or something like that to improve our product. How? I don't know. You just have to do it. We are going to use it. And they never, you never think, or the companies never think about what is happening with the users, what the users really want, what the users really need. When we cannot uh, fix the problem in a, in, in a way that is not, the AI is not involved. So I don't think that we can involve the AI uh, later on. So it's for me always the, the user first. And what are your thoughts on that, Mads, coming back to you for your question? Oh, yeah, I, I I love that you guys are talking more on the technology side and the AI part, because I, I was actually thinking more on how it would affect remote work and coming back to the questions that you had, because there's definitely technology leaps here that could kind of maybe better the situation for remote work, making us come closer, feeling closer at least to each other when we work uh depending on what it is and because i mean going the technology path i could talk forever <laughs> about also ai i uh, would love to talk more with you guys about that that's maybe we don't have the time for it i definitely think though that there's going to be this digital layer between all of us and it's going to be some kind of ai robot doing all the communication with the with the information that we seek I think the UX for you, Ronica, online is going to change a lot. It's not going to be humans 
doing uh, interaction with the net is going to be AIs, and then they're going to feed it into my ear or whatever in a in a way that I want it. But so that that kind of interaction is going to change a lot. Um, but I definitely think back to the days of early VR where I was super excited, thought it would change the world, then it disappeared. And now Apple is trying to bring it back, which I think is interesting because, because like I said in the beginning, there's something about the brain that doesn't, it's get it's presented with a specific sets of visuals and they it thinks it's real, even though it's not. And and that is that's gonna change the remote work, I think, when we are all again sitting in the same room. Uh, riding on a whiteboard, doing stuff on on a on a virtual table, moving around with stuff, writing stuff. I think in 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 a short amount of time, I don't know, five years, that would be doable, and that would, for me at least, uh, move some of the pain points away. Then I guess you will be super tired and 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 weird, taking the headset off after a few hours, and you're back at your during uh, during uh, your your dull boring life but but um but it definitely i think would would make it there are there are aspects of it that i think would be interesting to explore in regards to uh, remote work um yeah so i so so in that in that aspect i'm hopeful going forward at least also if everything is remote in 15 years i think the the digital technology solutions, um, they need to be better. Like you said, Rasmus, they definitely need to be a lot better, but there might be salvation in that. Does that fix, fix mental health? And uh, no, it does not at all. <laughs> but that's a total other you know, topic. Definitely, it will make it a lot worse. So that's also, that's going to be interesting to see how we fix that as well. Definitely. Yeah. Rasmus. Yeah, um, I think it's super interesting uh, to ask the question, do we have virtual colleagues like, you know, a Snapchat friend in in five or ten years? Or is, is, is the staff handbook, you know, uh, our virtual, the, the onboarding process in a company, is, is it done by a virtual colleague? Um, I was... Um, I was in the market for uh, for a soft piece of software, and I had a a chat with the customer agent, <laughs> a chatbot. I knew that, but it it was so convincing that I took myself in writing. Thank you so much for the information. You know, it was such a fluid uh, dialogue we had, uh, and it didn't feel at all like I was uh, discussing this with a. And it ended up by saying, uh, thank you very much. Just remember, if you are, have any more questions related, more uh, more topics, I can route you through a, a real person. And I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> so, um, so I think it's it's interesting to to uh, to go down this uh, lane. And I think we are going to see some experiments in, in this uh, area. Yeah, I think uh, there is a lot of hands going up here. Veronica? Uh, I just want to say that I always say thank you to ChatGPT just in case. Um, uh, just talking about more like like the the this uh, AI in communication tools and everything, um, I think that it's going to help us to be more um, to automate some daily tasks that we always have and we can never kind of prioritize. So it's going to be something like automatic that is going to help us. I really think that is going to help us so much with um, 
prioritization work. Uh, it's super difficult, at least uh, for me in my job, to have everyone in a room or in a meeting where we can start prioritizing. So I think that somehow with AI, it's going to be easier for everyone uh, to have which or what is next uh, in the business uh, side. Um, and about personal, um, about me, I think that I've never written uh, uh, user research reports. Uh, I think that I've been reading, I've been writing the best user reports this, uh, these days with ChatGPT, honestly, and in a less amount of time. So it's super helpful uh, for what we are doing, at least for reports that I hate so much. It's, it's good. And you've got something to add in there as well, Mads? Yeah, I, I, and I totally agree with you, Veronica. Definitely on the research side, uh, customer insights, trends, all those things. I mean, they, they're just perfect in helping us doing more and less, less time. I can imagine that. But I also do think in, in general, just design-wise, I mean, hey, I have this task. I need to design something from a, for a new client, a bank in Sweden, uh, just paint me a picture of how does banks look in Sweden, how do they communicate, how, what's the tonality, you know, that kind of research visually as well could also be super interesting. And then there's not um, a hell of, I mean, then there's only one step more to saying, okay, give me five suggestions. And I think it will be better and better over time based on actual knowledge, both research-wise, customer insights, and, and also how the competitors are communicating. So I definitely think, uh, and, I definitely think, back to you, Rasmus, that there will be artificial co-workers, assistants, that is it's going to be a natural part of, of us moving in virtual reality or digital spaces. We just ping them and they come in and feed us with information and they go out again. It will be a natural way of how we work in the future. I definitely agree on that, which I, I, I love. I think that would be fun. Uh, I hope at least. Um, and it will also be personal assistance in real life. Um, for me to, you know, when I shop, when I buy groceries, everything will be online and it will just make sure that everything is fitted into my personal preferences, right? And it will be live 24-7. So when I sleep, it will still be working. So uh, I can see I can see benefits from that as, as well. Maybe I get to sleep more. That could be a hope. Perfect. I think Unless anyone's got anything else they'd like to add now, getting all the shakes of the heads in the background. I think that is everything for today then. So in that case, I would just like to say thank you all for your participation and for your insights today. If you are an industry leader listening to this and would like to join us on a future episode, please contact me on sean.thompsonevolution-nordics.com or reach out on LinkedIn. See you all soon.